In law, a verdict is the formal finding of fact made by a jury on matters or questions submitted to the jury by a judge. In a bench trial, the judge's decision near the end of the trial is simply referred to as a finding. In England and Wales, a coroner's findings used to be called verdicts but are, since 2009, called conclusions. Etymology. The term verdict, from the Latin veredictum, literally means to say the truth and is derived from Middle English verdict, from Anglo-Norman, a compound of ver, true, from the Latin verus, and did, speech, from the Latin dictum, the neuter past participle of disere, to say. Criminal law. In a criminal case, the verdict, which may be either not guilty or guilty except in Scotland where the verdict of not proven is also available, is handed down by the jury. Different counts in the same case may have different verdicts. A verdict of guilty in a criminal case is generally followed by a judgment of conviction rendered by the judge, which in turn is followed by sentencing. In U.S. legal nomenclature, the verdict is the finding of the jury on the questions of facts submitted to it. Once the court, the judge, receives the verdict, the judge enters judgment on the verdict. The judgment of the court is the final order in the case. If the defendant is found guilty, they can choose to appeal the case to the local court of appeals. Compromise verdict. A compromise verdict is a verdict which is reached only by the surrender of conscientious convictions upon one material issue by some jurors in return for a relinquishment by others of their like settled opinion upon another issue and the result is one which does not command the approval of the whole panel, and, as such, is not permitted. Directed verdict. In a jury trial, a directed verdict is an order from the presiding judge to the jury to return a particular verdict. Typically, the judge orders a directed verdict after finding that no reasonable jury could reach a decision to the contrary. After a directed verdict, there is no longer any need for the jury to decide the case. A judge may order a directed verdict as to an entire case or only to certain issues. In a criminal case in the United States, once the prosecution has closed its case, the defendant may move for a directed verdict. If granted, the verdict will be not guilty. The prosecution may never seek a directed verdict of guilty, as the defendant has a constitutional right to present a defense and rebut the prosecution's case and have a jury determine guilt or innocence, where a defendant has waived his slash her right to a jury trial and allowed the judge to render the verdict, this still applies. In the American legal system, the concept of directed verdict has largely been replaced by judgment as a matter of law. General verdict. A general verdict is one in which the jury makes a complete finding and single conclusion on all issues presented to it. First, the jury finds the facts, as proved by the evidence, then it applies the law as instructed by the court, and finally it returns a verdict in one conclusion that settles the case. Such verdict is reported as follows. We the jury find the issues for the plaintiff, or defendant, as the case may be, and assesses damages at $100,000. Sealed verdict. A sealed verdict is a verdict put into a sealed envelope when there is a delay in announcing the result, such as waiting for the judge, the parties and the attorneys to come back to court. The verdict is kept in the sealed envelope until court reconvenes and then handed to the judge. This practice is virtually the default in many U.S. jurisdictions or may be the preference of the judge involved. Special verdict. In English law, a special verdict is a verdict by a jury that makes specific factual conclusions rather than, or in addition to, the jury's declaration of guilt or liability. For example, jurors may write down a specific monetary amount of damages, or a finding of proportionality, in addition to the jury's ultimate finding of liability. A special jury verdict form may be used to have the jury answer directed questions as to the required elements for a cause of action or special issues, and to demarcate monetary awards of damages by economic and non-economic damages, beneficiary and or specific categories of damages, lost earning capacity, funeral expenses, loss of consortium, pain and suffering, etc. In the words of William Blackstone, 
the jury state the naked facts, as they find them to be proved, and pray for the advice of the court thereon. Special verdicts are intended to focus the jury's attention on the important questions at hand. The judge forced a special verdict in the famous 1884 case of R.V. Dudley and Stevens, which established a precedent that necessity is not a defense to a charge of murder, but generally it is recommended that such verdicts should only be returned in the most exceptional cases. The jury has a historic function of tempering rules of law by common sense brought to bear upon the facts of a specific case. For this reason, Justices Black and Douglas indicated their disapproval of special verdicts even in civil cases. In law, a conviction is the verdict that usually results when a court of law finds a defendant guilty of a crime. The opposite of a conviction is an acquittal, that is, not guilty. In Scotland and in the Netherlands, there can also be a verdict of not proven, which counts as an acquittal. There are also cases in which the court orders that a defendant not be convicted, despite being found guilty. In England, Wales, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand the mechanism for this is a discharge. For a host of reasons, the criminal justice system is not perfect, sometimes guilty defendants are acquitted, while innocent people are convicted. Appeal mechanisms and post-conviction relief procedures may mitigate the effects of a conviction to some extent. An error which results in the conviction of an innocent person is known as a miscarriage of justice. After a defendant is convicted, the court determines the appropriate sentence as a punishment. Furthermore, the conviction may lead to results beyond the terms of the sentence itself. Such ramifications are known as the collateral consequences of criminal charges. A minor conviction is a warning conviction, and it does not affect the defendant but does serve as a warning. A history of convictions is called antecedents, known colloquially as previous in the United Kingdom, and priors in the United States and Australia. The history of convictions also shows that a minor law conviction can be prosecuted as any individual's punishment. In common law jurisdictions, an acquittal certifies that the accused is free from the charge of an offense, as far as criminal law is concerned. The finality of an acquittal is dependent on the jurisdiction. In some countries, such as the United States, an acquittal operates to bar the retrial of the accused for the same offense, even if new evidence surfaces that further implicates the accused. The effect of an acquittal on criminal proceedings is the same whether it results from a jury verdict or results from the operation of some other rule that discharges the accused. In other countries, the prosecuting authority may appeal an acquittal similar to how a defendant may appeal a conviction. United States. With one exception, in the United States an acquittal cannot be appealed by the prosecution because of constitutional prohibitions against double jeopardy. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled. If the judgment is upon an acquittal, the defendant, indeed, will not seek to have it reversed, and the government cannot. U.S. v. Sanges, 1892. Ball v. U.S., 1896. A verdict of acquittal, although not followed by any judgment, is a bar to a subsequent prosecution for the same offense. Ball, Supra, at 672. Society's awareness of the heavy personal strain which a criminal trial represents for the individual defendant is manifested in the willingness to limit the government to a single criminal proceeding to vindicate its very vital interest in enforcement of criminal laws. United States v. Yorn, 1971. Whether the trial is to a jury or, as here, to the bench, subjecting the defendant to post-acquittal fact-finding proceedings going to guilt or innocence violates the double jeopardy clause. Smalley's v. Pennsylvania, 1986. It was decided in Fong Fu v. United States, 1962, that the prosecution cannot appeal a judgment of acquittal by a jury. In United States v. Jenkins, 1975, this was held applicable to bench trials. In Arizona v. Rumsey, 1984, it was ruled that in a bench trial, when a judge was holding a separate hearing after the jury trial, to decide if the defendant should be sentenced to death or life imprisonment, 
the judge decided that the circumstances of the case did not permit death to be imposed. On appeal, the judge's ruling was found to be erroneous. However, even though the decision to impose a life sentence instead of death was based on the judge's erroneous interpretation of the law, the finding of life imprisonment in the original case constituted an acquittal of the death penalty. Thus, death could not be imposed upon a subsequent trial. Even though the acquittal of the death penalty was erroneous in that case, the acquittal must stand. The only exception to an acquittal being final is if the defendant was never in actual jeopardy. If a defendant bribes a judge and obtains acquittal as a result of a bench trial, the acquittal is invalid because the defendant was never in jeopardy in the first place. Harry Aleman v. Judges of the Criminal Division, Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois, et al., 1998. An acquittal, while conclusive as to the criminal law, does not necessarily bar private civil actions in tort or on some other grounds as a result of the facts alleged in the charge. For example, the city of Los Angeles was held liable in 1994 for the 1991 Rodney King beating despite state acquittals in 1992 of all four of its four main LAPD defendants, and in 1997 O.J. Simpson was held civilly liable for wrongful death even after being tried and acquitted in 1995 of murder. An acquittal also does not bar prosecution for the same offenses under a statute of a different jurisdiction. For example, in the United States, someone acquitted of a state murder charge can be retried for the same actions on a federal charge of violating civil rights, and police acquitted of a state charge of felonious assault, as in the Rodney King case, can likewise be tried on federal civil rights charges. England and Wales. In England and Wales, which share a common legal system, the Criminal Justice Act 2003 creates an exception to the double jeopardy rule, by providing that retrials may be ordered if new and compelling evidence comes to light after an acquittal for a serious crime. Also, the Criminal Procedure and Investigations Act 1996 permits a tainted acquittal to be set aside in circumstances where it is proved beyond reasonable doubt that an acquittal has been obtained by violence or threats of violence to a witness or jurors. In modern England and Wales, and in all countries that substantially follow English criminal procedure, an acquittal normally results in the immediate liberation of the defendant from custody, assuming no other charges against the defendant remain to be tried. However, until 1774 a defendant acquitted by an English or Welsh court would be remanded to jail until he had paid the jailer for the costs of his confinement. It was known for acquitted persons to die in jail for lack of jailer's fees. 